3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations, true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. 3CR pays respect to elders past and present of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their unceded sovereignty. This is 3CR Breakfast. Alternative news, analysis and current affairs. Monday to Friday, 7am to 8.30am. Welcome to 3CR Breakfast. It is 7am on Tuesday the 10th of January 2023. We're bringing to you a First Nations art special showcasing music and arts from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander creatives. Presented to you by me, Jasmine and Ivka from Tuesday Breakfast. We've curated a range of music and interviews that were featured on Tuesday Breakfast throughout 2022, which showcase incredible First Nations talent. We'll be revisiting an interview with Jessie Lloyd about her album release, Aylan Songs Project, Four Winds. We'll then revisit an interview with Auntie Rhonda Collard-Spratt about her book release, Bobtail's Friend. We'll then share an interview with Rachel Hocking about her experience hosting the 2022 Indigenous Fashion Awards. And we will then end with an interview with Alira Dryden about her performance at First and Forever. Next up, we're going to play you a track by Maisha and the Warabinda Singers. This track is Neon Moon, and it comes from the 2020 Deadly Hearts Walking Together compilation album, which features a range of First Nation singers from across the nation. Mm-hmm. The sun goes down on my side of town The lonesome feeling comes to my door And the whole world turns blue There's a rundown bar across the railroad tracks At a table for two away in the back Broken dreams 
Maisha and the Warabinda singers with Neon Moon. You're listening to summer programming on 3CR Breakfast. Stay tuned to 3CR on 855 AM, 3CR Digital, and streaming at 3cr.org.au. This summer, tune into 3CR's Disability Day broadcast, Rest is Survival. 12 hours of programs by people with disabilities. Conversations about rest as a necessity for survival, the ways disabled people are habitually denied both rest and income, reflections on disabled rest and joy, disabled indigenous anti-capitalist futures, and much more. All the audio is available to listen back at your leisure at 3cr.org.au forward slash Disability Day 2022 or find the podcast by searching 3CR's Radical Radio on your favourite podcast app. Twenty Years on the Inside is an iconic new podcast series that gives voice to the experience of First Nations people in the Victorian prison system. Twenty Years on the Inside. I'm Vicky Roach. And I'm Kutcher Edwards. This series reflects on 20 years of listening to our mobs on the inside as part of the Beyond the Bars prison broadcast. 20 Years on the Inside is essential listening for anyone looking to educate themselves about the realities of life on the inside and the need to end Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander incarceration. Well, all the boys mentioned about being in jail. What you do really isn't who you are. You know, it's how you love your family, it's how you care about your cousins, it's how you care about your people. That's what that's what this is about for me. Catch the podcast via the 3CR website or on your favourite podcast app. We're now going to revisit an interview from the 24th of May 2022 that Fung did with First Nations singer-songwriter Jessie Lloyd. This interview was on the release date of her new album, Aelin Songs Project, Four Winds. It's a contemporised exploration of popular historical songs from the Torres Straits. It brings together ancient languages and historical events with tropical island reggae grooves. She chats to Fung about the album and her music more broadly. Welcome to 3CR, Jessie. Good morning. Thank you for having me. 
Can you start by telling us more about your music, um, your style, um, how you got involved um, in music, just for any listeners uh, who don't know? Um, oh, that was a lot of questions in one. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been a musician for a while, but um, my previous work, which is related to this, um, was uh, an album I did called Mission Songs Project. The research project to um, re- research the historical songs from Aboriginal missions and settlements and reserves. Um, so this is just a kind of continuation of, on that, a second chapter of focusing on songs from the Torres Strait from around the same era. Amazing. So history mm. and music. Sorry. No, that sounds um, that sounds amazing. So your your latest album is, is being released today, so congratulations. Um, could you, you tell us more about this particular project? Um, well, this one is focusing around um, songs from the Torres Strait. Um, I spent many, many years um, tracing these songs and, and finding their roots and, and following their journeys, I guess, over the last 100 years. Um in um, and to sort of all of the things where they've ended up, and there's some really amazing stories and adventures that they've had um, that really influenced um, or had a big impact uh, in Australian music, Australian music history. Um, yeah, so I, I um, I'm very excited that it's finally released today because it's been many years working on this. Yeah, amazing. Um, and, you know, there, there was mention of, you know, the fact that a lot of these songs look at um, language um, as well as history. Um, why is it important for us to have songs in um, First Nations languages, in your opinion? Uh, well, a lot of the um, languages are still existing in the Torres Strait, Um which we're very lucky. So, um, and music has, has been um, one of the platforms that the language exists. Um, in researching a lot of old songs all over Australia, it was evident that the Torres Strait um, had always been encouraged and allowed to practice um, their musical traditions uh, as opposed to other communities around Australia where music, their traditional music, especially uh, or music and language was not encouraged. So you can see the difference. Um, and now um, even the languages in the Torres Strait are considered severely endangered. So um, this album is, is is one way of trying to not preserve the language, but maintain it and 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 use it as a resource in the um, in the ecosystem of that language, so it has a, has a place to exist for future generations. Yeah, amazing. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, I think it's so important for us to, for these traditions and these languages to, to carry on to future generations. Um, and it's amazing that, um, a lot of communities can practice, um, uh, their, their culture and their languages, especially, um, as we know, you know, through the history of colonization that a lot of First Nations people were barred from doing so. Um, so it's great that we've got, you've got this project to be able to, um, share that with, with, um, 
communities around Australia. Um, to celebrate the release of this project, have you got any events or performances coming up that you, you'd like to tell us about? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I've partnered with the City of Melbourne um, on their uh, Marbo Day celebration. So we're going to be launching the album um, at Federation Square on Marbo Day, which is the 3rd of June, um, which I believe is not long from now. Uh, and um, we'll be um, performing the album with a band, um, six-piece band, and also we'll be bringing down some of the song women I've been collaborating with uh, from the Torres Strait, and they'll be coming down to Melbourne. They'll be absolutely freezing, but they're brave. And um, they're really excited about um, singing with me and sharing um, these songs um, that they've all been singing for generations um, at Federation Square on the 3rd of June. Awesome. And we can definitely um, share a link to that event so that um, people can access the information about that next month. Um, if there's one thing that you would like people to know about um, uh, Torres Strait history, Torres Strait culture um, that you uh, have, um, I guess, discovered or explored through the project, is um, what would that be? Oh, um, well, firstly, um, the project's called Island Songs Project, and island is the Creole word for island, I-S-L-A-N-D. Um, but I guess everything's connected. And sometimes we categorise and we see Aboriginal and Torres Strait as two separate things, and even Papua New Guinea as two separate things, but those borderlines only existed quite recently. And it's even the even connection to the Pacific. So these songs prove that those borderlines were not existent 150, 200 years ago. And um, so we're... Where Australian connections end and begin in regards to, you know, Northern Australia or Pacific or even Southeast Asia, aren't really relevant and these songs prove that. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that actually. Um, well, thank you so much for that, Jessie. Uh, before you go today, could you please tell us about the song that we're about to play, um, Black Swanner? Mm. One of my, my favourite songs at the moment. Uh, this song is in my grandfather's language, which is the Mabiag dialect of Kalalagawa, Western Torres Strait. Uh, Black Swan is about a pearl lugger, a boat. Um, and there was a big pearling industry in Northern Australia, from Torres Strait to Broome uh, to, and Darwin. And a lot of Torres Strait men worked on these pearl luggers, diving for pearl shells. And um, this is just a song that the divers would sing um, about a boat. Um, cutting through the water and um, uh, and <clears throat> it's my attempt to tell the story of how our Torres Strait men worked and travelled on these boats that built a lot of the Australian industries uh, during that time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that, Jesse, and um, congratulations on the release of this album um, uh, and looking forward to um, hearing more of your music and, and learning more about the history and languages of the Torres Strait people. Um, thank you so much for joining us on 3CR Tuesday Breakfast this morning. Lovely. Thank you for having me.
So that was Jessie Lloyd, um, who's an Indigenous artist, speaking to us about her latest album uh, called Island Song Project, um, which is being released today. As Jessie mentioned before, this next song comes from the album. It's her favourite and it's called Black Swana. That was Fung chatting with Indigenous artist Jessie Lloyd about her May 2022 album release. You also heard a song from the album called Black Swana. It's summer programming on 3CR and there's so many reasons to stay tuned. Shorts, features, documentaries, new and unusual music and highlights from 2022. To check out our summer grid, go to 3cr.org.au 
forward slash summer specials. Join the party! Do you have a few children's picture books or footy boots that your kids have outgrown but want to find them a loving home? Well, drop them in at 3CR and put them in the Books and Boots bin. Books and Boots regularly sends pre-loved children's picture books and sports footwear to remote and regional First Nations communities and children across the country. Contact us at Books and Boots or go to the website www.booksandboots.org.au We love a good book. Wildlife Victoria is a non-profit emergency response service committed to assisting wildlife in need across Victoria. Our trained and dedicated volunteers rescue and rehabilitate sick, injured and orphaned animals so they can be released back to their native habitat. If you see wildlife that may need our help, please contact us on 8400 7300. To donate or register to become a volunteer, hop onto our website at wildlifevictoria.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Next up, we're going to play you a track by Emma Donovan and her band, The Putbacks. The track, Yarin Michi, comes from her 2020 album, Crossover. Emma has toured and recorded with Archie Roach, Ruby Hunter, Spinifex Gum, Christine Anu, Yothi Yindi, Jimmy Little, just to name a few. We really hope you enjoy this beautiful, soulful track. Yananandi
That was Emma Donovan with her track Yarian Mitchie. Street CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Now joined by Auntie Rhonda Collard's brat, who is a Yamachi Nunga elder and stolen generation survivor. An accomplished author and artist, Auntie Rhonda is the co-author and artist behind Bob Tail's Friend, the third instalment of the Spirit of the Dreaming series, which bring ancient dreaming stories into today, um, showing that the dreaming never ended. She joins us on 3CR Breakfast today to share the messages of her latest book. Welcome to 3CR, Auntie Rhonda. Thank you so much. Um, could you please start by telling us more about your art practice and how you came to write children's books? Yes, well, I didn't know I can do art. Because not being with my family, I didn't know that they were all artists and they were musos, musicians and storytellers. So when I came to Queensland, I live here now, I did a, an arts course with um, Social Security, it was called then, and I haven't stopped. I've been to university now and have a visual arts degree. And, um, you know, I was walking in the footsteps of my family, but I, I didn't know whose footsteps they were because I had no knowledge of my family. So it's connected me back to who I am and it strengthened my heart and my spirit. And I also teach art to our young people at the high school here in Ipswich, Bremer High. And, you know, to bring this story forward. It's an ancient story, but it's still applicable in this modern society. And this particular story is about the bobtail, the bobtail lizard, but it has the blue tongue. Most other states say blue tongue, and it gets bullied because all the other bush animals have pink tongues, and bobtail has the blue tongue. So it's about being careful with your words in the book, what we speak about. Yeah, so could you tell us more about your inspiration for writing Bob Tail's Friend? Yes, well, I said to Jackie, my friend, we work in the true spirit of reconciliation. She's non-Indigenous. We're family now, so it's been a wonderful journey working with her. Well, my grandchildren were being bullied right now at school, so I thought... You know, and that really hurt their heart and their spirit. So I said, no, we need to write a story about what how bullying can hurt people. It can really hurt your heart and your spirit. And those wounds can may never, ever heal, and it can last a lifetime, whereas a wound to your body can heal, like on your arms or your legs. That will soon heal, but... A wound to your spirit and heart. You can't see those hurts, but they do exist. So 
It was so important to get this out there to everybody, children, youth, teenagers, mums and dads, manners um, and pops, because it's a learnt behaviour. Nobody's born with hate, so we must be careful when we're around our children to be a good, good role model, because, um, yeah, no-one's born that way. No, and, and like you said, a, a lot of these things we can't actually see, um, but we can obviously feel it very deeply. And for children, they um, they feel a lot of things that we, I think, sometimes don't really... Yeah. Um, we don't... We maybe take for granted or we dismiss, and, and children do, yeah, feel, feel a lot of those um, yeah. wounds quite deeply. That's so true, and... In our introduction, we say to children everywhere, when you feel hurt by cruel words, know that you are beautiful and you matter. Ugly words don't hold the truth about you. And I think that's a very important message for all human beings, you know, if you're struggling and being judged by your looks and, you know, and, you know, we should be inclusive and accepting and embracing each other and... Take into your heart and your mind that we we are all humans, and just get in touch with the hum, your humanity, and um, and think twice with the words you speak. Yeah, I think especially um, now um, these days, that's an incredibly important message to take away and and to um, to stress especially among young people as they are growing up and learning the impact that their words have on each other but also themselves so um that's right mm. and um you know all australians should be proud of this these dream time stories because it comes from this land and everyone is a part of this land now and um it's a, the most ancient culture on the earth and we are still here so um that's something we should all celebrate. Definitely. And embrace it and to know us as a people, not just our music, our art and dancing. Get to know us. And once you get to know us, you'll be friends for life. Because um, friendship opens up new worlds, you know. Jackie stepped into my world and I've stepped into her world and she's taken me into what I call white spaces that I would not have gone into before. So it will enrich your life. And that's what we need. And just imagine if we all look the same, what a boring old world it would be, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, and and that's like a that's a beautiful um, anecdote that you were that you were telling us just now about you and your friend Jackie and I imagine that's um, is that reflected in, in the creation of um, the book Bob Tales Friends, that partnership that you have with her? Yes, we've been friends now for 10 years. Um, this is our third book together. I've wrote, written my life story, Alice's Daughter, Lost Mission Child. And our first dreaming book was Grandfather Emu and How the Kangaroo Got Her Pouch. And that's all about not turning a, your back or a blind eye or have it, and not hearing people in need of help. And it's about kindness and being helpful. So we got a, we're planning five dreaming stories. 
I like odd numbers. I don't like to be even. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's something there's something nice about having five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, we've already started the third one. It's going to be called Old Man of Quokka, Caring for Country. Yeah, so it's, we're on a roll, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds, um, yeah, very much that you've got lots of exciting things ahead of you. Um, yes. If if there are any listeners out there who would like to purchase uh, Bob Tail's friend and and even um, your your first um, book yes. in the Spirit of Dreaming series, um, Grandfather Emu and How the Kangaroo Got Her Pouch, where can they go? If you come to our website, it's called www.spiritofthedreaming.com and we will sign it for you and post it to you. Okay, that sounds amazing. Well, we can pop the link to the website um, in our show notes. And we also, I'm bringing back our language because as a stolen child, we were forbidden to speak our native tongue. So we were punished severely. We were told it was rubbish at our mouth with velvet soap and a scrubbing brush and we were told it was rubbish so I'm honoured to be able to reintroduce some of our words back through these stories and that fills my heart with with lots of love and I'm really proud that I was able to do this because it's the ancient voice of this land and we mustn't lose it we must hold on to what we have and pass on, even if we know a lot or a little. Mm. It's okay because it wasn't our fault. So so I've been really honoured to be able to share some of our ancient words in here. And being a singer-songwriter, see, I didn't know all my family could sing and write songs and do art. And each book will have a song in it. So the book, in this book, in Grandfather's Emu's, how the kangaroo got a pouch. We've got a song called Take the Time to Help. It's written in a musical notation and guitar chords. And in this book, it's called, the song's called Words Can Hurt or Heal. So I'm carrying on against the true tradition of storytelling, art, music. <laughs> and, you know, we all have that spirit within us to sing and dance and to paint. And it brings so much joy into the world if, you know, we connect through that. And music is a great glue. It brings us together. Yeah, it sounds like these books are very much um, a reflection of of your identity and the many facets of your identity, Auntie Rhonda, but also, like you said, a way to connect with not only your ancestors and the past, but with future generations. Yes, that's so true, and um, it's about giving hope and about teaching about acceptance and um, respect, and I think that's a wonderful quality to have in your heart, and um, that's what we all need to be aware of. You know, life is about choices, and see, nobody's born with hate, it's a learnt behaviour, so... We need, as adults, we need to be careful because we are the role models for our next generation. Because um, our children love us, love mums and dads and nannas and pops, and we must influence them in a, in a, a wonderful, caring way. That's my dream that we will all walk 
together with no judgment of each other, of inclusivity and acceptance. Because I know how it hurts when you, you are judged just because of who you are. Yes. Well, that's a beautiful message to send to um, everyone this morning, Auntie Rhonda, not just the adults who are listening, but maybe if there are children out there listening as well. Um, that's all we have time for, unfortunately, but just wanted to say a huge thank you to Auntie Rhonda for coming on our show this morning to speak about Bob Tail's friend. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and thank you to all the listeners. Thank you. Go. That was Auntie Rhonda Collard Spratt, Yamaji Nunga Elder, um, author and artist, speaking about her latest children's book, Bob Tell's Friend. If you didn't catch the website and where you can purchase um, the children's storybook, we will pop a link in our show notes later today. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. The next track we're going to play you is Friends with Feelings by Alice Skye. Alice Skye is a Wagaya Wemba Wemba woman from Western Victoria. She first started recording her music through Karma's Alukura song compilation in Alice Springs, which then led to her debut album, Friends with Feelings, which is where this track comes from. It's a really moving track, and uh, we think it really highlights her beautiful vocals.
That was Friends with Feelings by Alice Skye. Three CR Community Radio, eight five five AM. If you or someone you care for is struggling with a mental illness or other disability, and you need someone to talk to, you can call the Wellways Helpline. Wellways Helpline is a volunteer support and referral service that provides information to people experiencing mental health issues or other disabilities. As well as their family, friends, and carers, we're here to talk. If you are feeling socially isolated, seeking information about mental health or mental health services, or just need someone to talk to, as a peer-based service, everyone working at Wellways Helpline has a lived experience of mental health issues or disability. Wellways Helpline is a national service and operates Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., excluding public holidays. So, if you're struggling yourself or are struggling to help someone else, Please call Wellways Helpline on one three hundred triple one five hundred. That's one three hundred triple one five hundred. Wellways supports three CR. We're now going to revisit an interview I did with Rachel Hocking in August 2022 about her time up on Larrakia Country hosting the third Indigenous Fashion Awards. Rachel is a Walpri woman from the Northern Territory. She's a freelance journalist, moderator and presenter who is passionate about sharing First Nation stories. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining us. So you recently hosted the third Indigenous Fashion Awards up on Larrakia country in Darwin. Can you tell us a bit about the awards? Exciting. Um, so these awards have been um, national events since 2020. So there have been three so far. And they kicked off during the pandemic, so it means that the first awards we ever had back um, in 2020 were actually held in a studio um, with nominees and winners doing their video pieces on country uh, with the assistance of our teams back at NITV. But um, for the last two years, we've been able to do it in person on Larrakia country in Darwin. Um, And it's, I guess, a bigger part of the Darwin Aboriginal Art Fair Foundation's events that happen this time of year. Uh, the National Indigenous Fashion Awards are run through the Foundation's Indigenous Fashion Project, which also oversees the Country to Couture Runway, happens the night before the awards, and basically all of our deadliest designers in the country get to run their fashion down a catwalk and um, show the world what we're capable of as artists and designers. And so this year's awards, we had around 22 nominees across six different categories, um, and it was my third time hosting. Really excited to be back on Larrakia Country too for it. It was a beautiful night. Yeah, fantastic. And what have some of the most memorable moments been, both in the past shows but also most recently? Uh, a few people probably remember one of the standout moments from last year because it actually hit the runway in um, Sydney for the Fashion Week um, a couple of months beforehand. So Paul McCann, he had uh, this incredible dress, the gum nut dress that was worn by Felicia Fox on the runway for Sydney's Fashion Week last year, 2021. And uh, he took home one of the biggest prizes of the night last year and it was just incredible seeing that gum nut down celebrated again. You know, we saw it all across Murray Claire, Vogue, some of the biggest fashion magazines in the country, let alone the world, had this dress on display on front pages. 
Um, so to see that down and the artistry, the mastery that went into it and Paul celebrated, as well as all of the cultures that he'd drawn from into that gown and celebrating someone like Felicia Fox, whose um, identity in Sydney, you know, as a spokesperson for our queer communities as well as our Blackfella communities. It was a really proud moment. Yeah, really incredible. And you mentioned the gum nuts. It does seem like uh, Indigenous flora is quite often incorporated into a lot of the garments that are presented during the fashion show. Um, is, is that what you found as well, that artists are tending to sort of draw on more sort of natural and sustainable materials through their craft? Yeah. I think a lot of our designers, they're not just drawing on materials that are used widely in the fashion industry. They're drawing on materials that are readily available to them and they're drawing on the materials that we would use to make traditional dress you know, for millennia before colonisation. And so we are applying the same techniques, the same, um, the same passion for those items and knowledge, bringing it into uh, contemporary fashion design is incredible. So you see that in the woven garments that walk down the runway, whether that's through raffia or pandanus sleeves going down, or um, we see traditional dyeing techniques with ochres on a lot of our fabrics. And definitely a lot of flora and fauna, we see that piece as well. Really incredible stuff. And what do you think we can expect with the future trajectory of the Indigenous Fashion Awards? I think uh, the Indigenous fashion industry is one of the fastest growing. We've now got a peak body that represents First Nations fashion across the continent, which is super exciting, First Nations fashion and design. They do incredible work making sure that we don't just have uh, black models going on all the runways across the country, but that we have people behind the scenes production, that every element of the fashion process is black owned and black run. And that means that there's a lot more integrity in what goes out on the runway and what people end up buying when they go to the stores, because they know that the intellectual property, that the cultural rights, that the storytelling behind what they're putting their money towards is actually been respected the whole process. Um, so I'm really excited to see where it goes. I think there needs to be a lot of work um, on the side of the mainstream, paying attention to all of the hard work that has been done so far and making sure that it's not for nothing. Um, I think that they need to actually start putting their money where their mouth is and hiring black people in positions of power in their organisations, not just to do the front-facing uh, promotional side of things. Um, but I do think that our mob who are working in this industry, who are so talented, have been knocking down all those doors and creating new doors at the same time. So I don't think that they're going to have a choice but to adapt and make room for us. Just lastly, we saw that you you were fortunate enough to be dressed by First Nations artist Brianna Enoch. Uh, can you tell us a bit about her practice and the garment that oh, she I was produced? so lucky. It was one of the most beautiful dresses I've ever worn in my life. It was actually a dress and it had this uh, skirt that you pull down and wrap around, um, taped into it at the very last minute as well. So, you know, fashion, fun. Um, but yeah, so Brianna Enoch, she's a wonderful <laughs> woman, um, incredible textile design, creating... Um, pieces that are secure, that are for, you know, top end wearing. Because our mob, we get to style up as well, you know. We don't just have to wear things, go down to the shops and we can wear a ball gown. We can wear power suits. On the night that I wore her dress, Brianna Enoch rocked off in this pink power suit, sporting uh, the design of the dress I was wearing on her shoulder. She looked like a woman. 
So, um, yeah, I, I think that one of the best things allies can do, if you've got disposable income, is find the people in our community who are making things from start to finish, you know, make sure you're putting money towards ethically sourced uh, First Nations design and where you can ch check the provenance of those designs, make sure the money is going back to the art centres, to the communities, to the designers themselves. People like Brianna, they've been doing this for a long time and it's about time they're starting to get recognised for it. And I should say, I should say yeah, for anyone listening, absolutely. if you do want to support Brianna, look up Darawee, which is the name of her uh, fashion company. So it's J-A-R-A-W-E-E, Darawee. Yeah, and you can find Brianna Enoch on Instagram and, and Facebook. Uh, Rach, thanks so much for sitting down with us to have a chat about the Indigenous Fashion Awards. Uh, even though it has only been running for the last three years, it sounds like it's an incredible emerging space for First Nations designers, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you about this further to it too. in the future. Thanks, Jess. That was Rachel Hocking chatting with me about her time hosting the Indigenous Fashion Awards and why First Nations representation in the arts and fashion is so important. The Commons Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Commons Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter. Wildlife Victoria is a non-profit emergency response service committed to assisting wildlife in need across Victoria. Our trained and dedicated volunteers rescue and rehabilitate sick, injured and orphaned animals so they can be released back to their native habitat. If you see wildlife that may need our help, please contact us on 8400 7300. To donate or register to become a volunteer, hop onto our website at wildlifevictoria.org.au. A 3CR supporter. It's summer programming on 3CR and there's so many reasons to stay tuned. Shorts, features, documentaries, new and unusual music and highlights from 2022. To check out our summer grid, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash summer specials. Join the party. The next track we're going to play you is Backseat of My Mind by Thelma Plum. This was her 2022 single. I'm sure you're all very familiar with Thelma Plum, who is a Gamilaroi woman, musician and creator. She grew up in Brisbane and spent many of her childhood years on her grandparents' farm in Delungra, a small country town in rural New South Wales. Much of her music really speaks to her experience as a First Nations woman growing up uh, in this country. Doesn't matter how long it takes, but I know I'll get there soon. I've been looking the wrong way at the other side of the moon It's not easy to leave it But I know where I'm going I could hold the wheel forever if I knew you'd be there too I'm driving 
Falls from sky, rain beginning of life, like our kinship ties. In Mother Earth's eyes, river banks flow wide, fingerlings swim wild, making Mother Moon smile. Hasn't rained in a while. 
God. Walla gives flood. Walla is life. Gotta get law right. Limitless undercurrents. Pushing, pulling, pumping. Gliding, sliding, mulling. Trickles from the nipples of sacred springs. It's an animal thing. Backseat of My Mind by Thelma Plum. You also heard Walla is Life by local singer-songwriter Alara. Three CR Community Radio, eight five five AM. On Sunday the 27th of November 2022, Mushroom Group, the Victorian Government and Bad Apples Music held First and Forever, a new day-long festival celebrating black excellence and the irrepressible force that is contemporary First Nations culture and music. Artists from multiple nations performed at the Gathering Place for a landmark music event. Handpicked by Bad Apples Music founder, 
rapper and author Briggs, the collected artists represent the myriad of forms and genres through which First Nations culture continues to evolve. It was a dizzying procession of acts interwoven in short, uninterrupted sets. Here's an interview that Jasmine did back in November about First and Forever. We're going to chat with Jaja Warung and Yorta Yorta woman Alira Dryden, one of the dancers from the Jara Dance Group, about her performance and the festival. Welcome, Alira. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a bit about the performance with the group and what it meant to you? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, as Jasmine said, I'm a proud Jar Jar Rong Yorta Yorta woman and um, I'm a part of the Jarrah Dance Group and um, <clears throat> we were lucky enough to be able to dance at the concert and um, honestly it was the most amazing experience for myself and for my sisters that were dancing with me and um, I think it meant so much to us and the dance just went so well and everyone was in, in, um, enjoying the dance with us and just really, really just like taking um, all of our dance moves in because obviously our dance moves have been passed down by generation to generation and so for me it was an absolute privilege and honour to be able to dance my ancestors' dances and yeah, it was just a beautiful experience. Yeah, and um, I saw that you were wearing emu feathers. Can you tell us a bit about what that means and um, the importance of wearing that through your performance? Yeah, so um, the Jarjarong people's totem is the emu, um, and so um, that skirt's the Brummel um, skirt. So um, one of my sister girls who I danced with, um, she actually made that, and um, she allowed me to wear that, so... It's a it's a pretty significant thing that um, us Jajarong women wear those emu skirts because um, it's our totem and we're representing our totem and um, we also get painted up um, similar to um, emu emu legs and um, yeah just a it's just a tradition that um, us Jajarong women do. Yeah, really beautiful. And I know you've danced multiple times um, for various different events. How is this event different? Um, yeah, well, I think this event was probably my biggest event. Um, about three years ago, we did Tandurum, um at Federation Square, and that was a, an amazing experience. And so this um, festival was my first time back at it. And I think this festival was just, um, yeah, the, the atmosphere of it was just so amazing. And then as soon as I walked out on stage, you know, you just see all these people. Like, I'm pretty sure there was over 7,000 people there and... Um, the, the faces that were just, you know, they were all on us. And so we, um, in that moment, I felt, you know, just so just so overwhelmed with um, love and just spirit from the crowd. And it was that's what really gave me the strength to be able to dance and, um, yeah, just thinking of my ancestors, really. Yeah, really incredible. And um, why do you think festivals like First and Forever are really important? I think it's really important because, um, you know, we're, show, we're, we're showing the black excellence from our community and, our, and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, you know, like we are very, very talented people and I think it's so important to have these massive festivals so we can showcase that. And then even for the, you know, young fellas and young women in the crowd that, you know, haven't um, been able to share their talent and, you know, when they see 
Aboriginal people up on stage, they go, yep, I can do that. I want to be like that. And, you know, so it really pushes our young mob to be able to get up there and get that confidence and showcase what they have in their talent and their spirit. And I think um, that's why it's really important we have these sort of concerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a, as a young girl, you've performed with your father as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So it must be pretty surreal, you know, now as an adult performing on your own. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, just, um, I think that the whole time I was dancing, I was thinking, um, I was thinking of my ancestors, but I was also thinking of my beautiful nan and my dad. Mm. Um, you know, because my nan, she, um, she grew up, um, on Kamragunja Mission and then she got moved to the flat in Marupanar. And, um, <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, she, she wasn't able to practice culture as much as I am. And so, that's why I feel it's my job and my duty to be able to dance and showcase my culture and share it with people in a respectful way and also guided by my elders as well. So, yeah, it was just a, honestly like one of the most amazing experiences and um, dances that I will forever, and the concert will, I will forever always hold close to my heart as well. Mm. Who was your favourite act of the day uh, at the festival? Uh, favourite act? Uh, I'm going to have to say maybe either Jessica Mowboy. She was phenomenal because I've met her before and um, ever since watching um, the Sapphires, I think she did an amazing job in the Sapphires and I've just always loved Jessica Mowboy. As soon as she got up, I was going off. It was just, it was amazing. It was awesome. So I think either Jessica Mowboy, Barker, I was obviously got the privilege to um, meet Barker and she was awesome and we had a deadly chat. Um, so I think, yeah, either... Jessica Mowboy, Barker, um, I think Bake Boy, he was amazing too. Kobe D, honestly, like all of them, like I can't, I can't pick just one act because they were just so amazing. And just even being backstage with them and just like having that yarn and, um, you know, just kind of like congratulating each other on like the acts that we did. Yeah, it was, it was really phenomenal. Um, Earlier, I was actually at First and Forever and it was easily um, one of the best shows I've been to and I think yeah. a big reason was because of the vibe and because of the energy that the artists actually brought um yeah and it's interesting to hear you say you know that backstage there was a lot of camaraderie because in the audience we were all thinking that we were like you know they're probably backstage just loving it was that the vibe mm. yeah no of course it was um we were all just backstage and we um kind of all had our own tents and um everything and like we'd be walking around and having a feed and having a um having something to drink and uh basically we yeah, we were all just like congratulating each other whenever we walked past. Um, obviously, you know, the artists um that after me that got to see our act congratulating um all of the dancers, the tunnel run dancers and the Jury jury dances, like yeah, it was it was it was amazing, and we're all just kind of like supporting each other and kind of, you know, leaning on each other and each other's vibes. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I think that energy really came through. Yeah, of course, of course, and I think yeah, we really just like really wanted to showcase like and um, give off our energy and our spirit to everyone, and we wanted everyone to join in in the crowd, and we wanted, you know, it was just like, and we got that, we got that energy, I could feel everyone's energy, it was, yeah, it was just amazing. 
It does really seem that First Nations culture, particularly in the context of music and performance, is becoming more mainstream, particularly through festivals like this. Are you feeling that shift as well, Ilira? Oh, of course, of course. You know, when I was a kid, never never got to see any any of these stuff. Like my dad, he was a he was a performer himself. Um, he's a Yadaki player, and he was also an actor as well. Still is an actor, and so I think. Um, you know, for him, it was much harder. Like, he had to work much harder to get his platform and so many other um, Aboriginal artists that are older than us, they had to work so much harder than um, what what us young mob have to because it's so mainstream now. It's so it's so highlighted in, um, you know, just society and, you know, it's celebrated in society. But I think, yeah, we've got, we've got to do a little bit more. But, yeah, I definitely think it's, um, yeah, it's just phenomenal to see our people thrive and I love it. Brings my fills my um heart full of joy when I see our young mob um performing and yeah, just it's just really amazing. Mm. Oh, that's great. Well um before we let you go, Ilira, what other artists would you love to see in the future at festivals like this? Uh what other artists would I like to see? It's um, pretty hard with such a stellar lineup, I think. I know, I know. I think um one of the things I would like to see maybe is a lot of, especially when we do festivals in Victoria, I would really like to see more Victorian mob, um, traditional owner mob um, at these festivals because, um, you know, like we do have um, a lot of talented Victorian mob and I'd really, really love to um, see our Victorian mob up there and, um, you know, and so I like it was amazing that um, us Victorian mob got to dance, but um, I would really like to see our Victorian mob up there, you know, sharing their talent and sharing what they have, um, what they have, what they've got really. So, um, but yeah, in terms of artists, I don't know. I just, I think, yeah, I think we had such a phenomenal lineup. Um, but yeah, as I said, maybe some more traditional owners. Yes. Is that it? Sounds amazing. Well, Alira, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us about your culture and the festival. Um, it was really lovely to chat this of morning. Of course. Of course, I'd love to. Um, I'm always here to have a yarn and, um, yeah, share what I've got to say. Thank you. Thanks, sis. That was Alira Dryden chatting to us about her performance at First and Forever, which was held on Sunday, the 27th of November. To find out more about the artists that performed, you can visit firstandforever.com.au. And next up, we have a song by Barker. This is Black Matriarchy. Barker performed at First and Forever. And just a language warning. My black mind and from a dream time I go back They commit a genocide through my tracks They raped our mothers less than my black They bought the violence when they attacked I ain't here to start trouble, I'm just here to state facts You can't paint me how you wanna paint cracks And I'm tied to my mob, got my mob on my back <sighs> Waratahs are covered in blood Whitewashing our history to cover it up it's all in the pudding Cause this nation couldn't give a fuck about us We survive unseated, undivided Our people stay fighting cause the flame is ignited We stay righteous, we cannot be silenced The silence is violence, the reason we're divided And they choose not to digest the truth Instead they just go ahead and delude our youth Only love the system cause it best suits you Give a fuck about the law, yeah, I'd rather grassroots Black to the bone, black to the beat. 
busy. Mob on my back, yeah, they all rock with me. Barker in my blood, bad river flow through me. I'm matriarchy, all bloodline 120. This for the black matriarchs. This for my sisters who lived in the dark. This for my sisters who carry our past on their shoulders. This is for black matriarchs. This is for all of our women. This is for all of our children. Couldn't care less about the monarch. I'ma set fire to the kingdom. I'm coming for them. More hell to black matriarchs. I'm the pain and the proof, the history that lays out the truth. And they couldn't walk a mile in our shoes. Tell us to go bush when they all introduce. Fuck it, we've been here for too long. Matriarchy blood, yeah, been built strong. Song lines deep, yeah, got me singing songs. Cause I can't forget where I came from. Barkinji country, Mungo man. Pass it to my kids, tell them this is your land. I came from the dirt, go back in red sand. There's a river, uncle, I'm proud of who I am. Creator, creator, me tough. And I'm calling out all your bluffs Say in the past, it's all in the past Well that dark past still lives in my mum I say radical, I know the truth Couldn't kill my ancestors, I'm the proof I know I still got some screws loose But my third eye's open and I'm looking right through Looking at you, Nunku right here Gonna do what it do, so my little black seeds Ain't gonna prove shit to you Not just sent me, gone bud, what do? 3% me, hold it down for a few This for the black matriarchs This for my sisters who lived in the dark This for my sisters who carry our past on their shoulders this is for black matriarchs, this is for all of our women, this is for all of our children, couldn't care less about the monarch, I'ma set fire to the kingdom, I'm coming for them, more hell to black matriarchs. You know, I have a culture, I am a cultured person, don't try and suppress me, and don't call me a problem, I have never left my country, I am not the problem. That was Black Matriarchy by Barker. You're listening to Summer Programming on 3CR Community Radio. Over summer, we'll be here with radical radio, including documentaries, special series, highlights from 2022, and much more. For summer grid details, head to 3cr.org.au forward slash summer specials. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. We're going to finish our summer program showcasing First Nations artists and talent by playing a couple more tracks for you. This is the 2020 debut single, Better Things, from Kian.
with her track Better Things. The revolution in Rojava is a beacon of hope for the world, putting direct democracy and feminism into practice on a broad scale. This radical attempt at social transformation now faces huge challenges, including daily attacks by the Turkish military with little outside recognition or aid. Show your support for Rojava by joining North East Syria Solidarity, or NESS, and help ensure the survival of this inspiring experiment in social change. NESS sends aid, raises awareness, and builds solidarity. Get involved at www.nessolidarity.org.au. NESS is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to 3CR Breakfast. This is our summer program featuring our favourite segments from First Nations artists, curated by Jasmine and Ifka from Tuesday Breakfast. We'll leave you with one last song, Don't You Worry by Electric Fields. Something is passing, don't you worry. It's all in good time, no need to hurry. So don't you worry, baby. Don't you worry, baby. Don't you worry, baby. We're on the train now, here on the track the diesel's humming, you better watch out, you gotta know the beat you're drumming, didn't you know, didn't you know, didn't you know, didn't you know now, Ooh, all of the diamonds, all of the diamonds in your pocket, didn't you know now, they're all for you. 
That track was Don't You Worry by Electric Fields. You're listening to Summer Programming on 3CR Breakfast. Stay tuned to 3CR on 855 AM, 3CR Digital, and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Thank you so much for joining the Tuesday Breakfast First Nations Art Special. We heard from Jesse Lloyd, Auntie Rhonda Collard-Spratt, Rachel Hocking, and Alira Dryden. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day and tune in next Tuesday from 7am for 3CR Tuesday Breakfast. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.